0: So, one of our listeners uh, says that maybe we shouldn't talk about Kylo Ren so much, and I personally thought that we didn't talk about Kylo Ren enough, so Mm -hmm. I figured we'd dedicate this whole podcast to Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead.
1: So, I don't have that much to talk about for Kylo Ren. (laughs) I've already talked about him enough. All
0: right, so I'm David, and this is my antagonist, Will and today we're gonna to be talking about villains
1: i see what you did there <laughs> also why did you get to be the protagonist
0: well i, I mean it should be obvious yeah whatever i don't care <laughs> all right so will yes i know you're a fan of pillars um did you have some pillars Am I for a fan for of villains? pillars? <laughs> you're I'm like of you're like already Jeez, i thought we were gonna talk a little bit more before I, we got in the pillars
1: <laughs> i'm a fan of greek architecture <laughs>
0: that's cool
1: um yeah i'm definitely a fan of pillars this is like getting off to a really slow start but it's okay it's okay okay so let's start with the first one um and that's motivation right um the first one that I started... Or the the first question for that one is... Is it believable? Like when you're playing against the villain... Do you actually kind of believe what they're... Why they're doing what they're doing, right? And then the second is... Do you feel like it's enough to make you do the same thing? So say, for instance, you were put in the same situation... Because you kind of imagined that it was... That they would be doing the kind of thing that they're doing or whatever. Or going along the same path. Or... Is it just for the hell of it? Which... There's a lot of villains that are kind of written that way and it really depends on the scenario whether or not you just kind of like you know what this is just one of those times i'll leave it at that i.e people like kefka it's really just for the hell of it Mm -hmm. and he ends up making one of the the greatest video game villains but you know anyways um so those are that's the first pillar the second one is opposition to the protagonist um pretty much if you really think about it, a villain's only made good if his opposition to the usually the character that you play is um, I guess palatable, you know right and actually makes sense so does it does the antagonist or the villain actively oppose the person who's considered to be their protagonist? This is, if you really think about it, there are some games where you play the villain, like uh, like the dungeons games where you play the person building the dungeon so that the heroes that are coming into the dungeon can't make it through to get to your treasure, right? Oh,
0: dungeon keeper,
1: dungeon keeper. I think they actually named it just dungeons afterwards.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Um, I could be mistaken. Um, but um, yeah. So you you got to think about um. As a villain, does it actually oppose the good guy, if you will, you know? Um, and then also, does this opposition drive the story forward? Does it make it... Is there, uh, are there threads that you can use to, to actively pull yourself forward in the story with this villain's interaction with the protagonist? Say, for instance, um, uh, Cloud and Sephiroth's relationship. The he's a believable villain because everything he does constantly pulls cloud forward in the story. Everything he does constantly like makes cloud make moves to do other things, or it actually lends to building up the story. Um, so things like that. And then as the last one, is it just for the hell of it? Can somebody just not like somebody else? And then that's why they're the villain, you know?
0: So that's one of your pillars. One of the ones
1: It's it's, one of the, the descriptors of the opposition to the protagonist. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm trying to think of a, a villain who just kind of just didn't like people. Or I mean, Kefka comes to mind again, but he only opposes the party that you're, you're in charge of because they just happen to be the ones in opposition to him, you know? And yeah, that's really what it comes down to.
0: No, you're right. I mean, well, you said the same thing about Carnage a couple of weeks ago. Yeah kind of the same thing
1: he's just insane and you stand in my way and you're gonna die um the next thing is um significance um is their presence actually important now this is like a really big one for me because if you have a villain who could be taken out of the story and the story would be just fine without them then it's pointless he it's it's, he's insignificant as a villain um so yeah it's their presence is important It's a really like it's a really big part of their significance and the next one is like i said could the story work without them if the story can work without the villain then why did you write a villain or why did that villain get written in and this is books tv shows
0: video games all of those
1: because yeah
0: well i, I kind of think of uh i kind of think of jessica jones season two mm-hmm. where it really didn't have a real main villain but mm-hmm. It was it was still a compelling story, I mean I guess you can say you had villains, but they they weren't they you know like can you I don't know if you can call him a, a villain because of mental illness, but then at the same time I suppose Carnage has a mental illness.
1: Right, I think for her the villain more or less was like her coping with the past, because um, really the whole time she was just trying to figure out where she was from or whatever right
0: well it's pretty much yeah it's pretty much all the characters though they're kind of like they kind of went, went with went with all the characters that are their own villains mm-hmm. and then you know they they have kind of a main villain but i mean
1: who was the main villain with just season her two? mom <laughs> I'm to- i'm totally blanking out
0: yeah but she really wasn't though that's the thing that's why that's why I, well, I mean, I just recently saw it, but you haven't it, seen it in a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably why you, you blank out, because that wasn't the main focus. It was more so about Jessica Jones's emotional struggles.
1: Right. So. Hmm. Okay. And again, significance. The last one. Are they there for the hell of it? Like, if you really think about it, there are some villains that actually have, like, significance to the story, but. Like, they don't fulfill many of the other things. They just kind of there as a... Well, we need somebody. I think of, like, TV series that go on for too many seasons. And they have villains that just pop in to be villains. And then there's no reason why they oppose. There's no reason... Uh, they really don't have motivation other than the fact that they're the evil for that season. and
0: Which is weird because, you know, you have the shows, like, on the CW or whatever. And mm-hmm. they have 22 episodes. That's plenty of time... To build up a villain, yeah, but sometimes they, sometimes know. they just
1: say screw it. We're going to build them up in the first two episodes, and in the last two episodes, but everything else in between, they're just going to kind of pop be- in and do something yeah. evil, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what, and, and again, some people like some of those villains that have done that. If you really think about it, like in the Arrow, since we're speaking of CW, um, Deathstroke, when he popped in and out, mm-hmm. his significance oh. was bare minimum, and then suddenly he became. Like the big villain and then then they was out, and then they brought him back, yeah, and then he was out, and then they brought him back,
0: but they did build up the character though i mean they they built uh they built up Wade Wilson, which i mean yeah it's not like it's not like Death deathstroke has this real persona other than i mean Wade Wilson is yeah his main persona
1: i yeah. I just think that his significant... I I feel like he is definitely one of those villains that if you really look at it and not... Excuse me, not from the comic books, but from the TV show. Mm -hmm. You could have taken him out at one time and nobody would have cared. Or it would have been... The series would have gone along as is. Because a lot of it was just, well, we need some more reason to go back to Lee and you. Right. Uh, Most people
0: think that was the best season, though. The one... Season two with Deathstroke. Just because... I mean, maybe it was just the, so yeah, the first season with, I don't think he was a known villain, actually. Merlin? In the first season. Yeah, it was Merlin, Malcolm Merlin, but mm-hmm. is he a known villain in the comic? Not that I know. Yeah, I'm not really sure.
1: I'm not a big uh, Arrow comic person.
0: But uh, <laughs> for some reason, once you found out it was Malcolm Merlin, he seemed less intimidating. Yeah. But then the actor that plays Wade Wilson, like he's, a, oh, what is his name? I don't remember. Uh, he's a big dude, and so just that alone is is kind of intimidating. But then, like, yeah. they made him more, they, you know, they gave him that crazy side, and I guess yeah. you're right. I guess that just crazy, unpredictable is definitely helps a villain. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was really oh. funny. So I actually did a little bit of research, even though I did a Google search and it was the first thing that came up. I mm-hmm. just liked it. Okay, <laughs> but uh, there's a so Jerry Jenkins. Um, I'm assuming he's, well, he's definitely a writer. I don't know what he writes, but okay. uh, I thought it was interesting because his first pillar was motivation. So, it was kind of interesting that you had used that as your first one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I still have one
1: more, but continue.
0: Oh, my bad. Go ahead. You you do your thing.
1: <laughs> um, the last one, actually, is uh, likability. Um, this is kind of akin to the genre one for video games. It's there's preference always that you have to consider when considering whether or not a villain's actually gay because if you don't like okay so the first one the first part of that is do you like the personality of the villain so for me I like crazy villains so they're automatically going to get like a thumbs up part- mm-hmm. partly because of that and then the next one is um do you of- want do you want to occupy their role do you know like in video games there's yeah. a lot of villains that you're just kind of like whatever but then you have villains like sephiroth where people just like i want to be sephiroth mm-hmm. i don't want to be this little punk cloud you know and like i think that right cooler there is hair, though hmm? cloud has cooler hair he does he does <laughs> um my hair's cooler um <laughs> but like you you think about that like if if you want to occupy their role the, you, then they're getting a bigger thumbs up from you already mm. um and then the, the last one for that is do you hate the villain because of their actions if somebody's able to write a villain that is actually truly hated by a player of a video game or a reader of a book or a watcher of a tv show or a movie then that person did good in writing that character you know you made a person hateable which is what the villain is supposed to be it's supposed to be hated though at, at some point well um, and i don't then the, know opposite, I... the opposite to that is you sympathize with villains and yeah, their motivations okay. and things like that but i do feel like one of the hallmarks of writing good villains and one of the reasons why a lot of people talk about the marvel villains being not that great is because at some point first of all you don't really sympathize with them and then at another point like i'm trying to find a reason that they're the villain and i'm trying to find a reason why like i want to hate them i want them i want them to occupy that space of me being able to identify them as a villain, as opposed to just knowing that they're supposed to be the villain of the movie, you know.
0: So, who do you think is the best Marvel villain? Are we talking Netflix as well, or are we just? Um, ooh, okay, yeah, Netflix too. Mm. See, it's a little bit harder because Netflix has so much more time to develop the villains.
1: True, true. Um, let's let's just separate the two then. Okay. Uh, so MCU, I probably have to go. You know it's crazy. I actually really think Thanos might have been the best one. Um, yeah, the most depth. Well, I don't want to say most depth. Most de- not really most depth, but just most um character. Mm-hmm. I think most of the other villains, even Loki as a villain, he fizzled out so quickly that it just became okay, he's just the guy that tricks people. Okay, mm-hmm. we get it, you know. And then But he's
0: super charismatic.
1: Yeah, he is. But I'm saying it as a villain though, like it didn't really it's a, he seemed like just a misguided person because considering like the 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 route of the arc that he takes mm-hmm. going into Infinity War that again he just seems misguided. Yeah, that, he's like he's that... not so much a villain as just a a bad kid that needs a spanking.
0: So I watched uh, I watched Once Upon a Time with uh, my my daughter and like the the Evil Queen mm-hmm. like <laughs> I don't know how many seasons there are but. I can't even tell you how many times she's, she's been like, I'm evil. No, I'm good. Oh, I'm evil again. I'm good again.
1: Yeah. I don't watch that show. My pupils do.
0: <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's borderline terrible, but it's not.
1: It is an old TV borderline terrible. Yeah.
0: But l- I guess Loki is a little bit that way too. Cause you know, you're just like, I don't know what this guy's doing. Can you make a decision?
1: Yeah. So. Um, and then, yeah, so i would probably have to go with Thanos for the MCU. I don't really think I have really liked
2: any of the other ones.
0: Well, Killmonger was good. He gets so much... I don't know, for some reason, since he gets so much praise, for some reason... Yeah, that's why I avoided him. Yeah, I know. It always, like, draws me away from it. Because then... I don't know. I'm even that type that... I'm not even the type that wants to go away from the popular choice, but...
1: Yeah, but I think... Yeah. yeah. he
0: He was... His lines were written really well, though. I will say that. Really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, Thanos was, too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I don't know. Well, let's take a quick break.
1: Okay. And we are back. I ate some cereal and was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The top-rated cereal in the entire world. <laughs> um... We're back to, to talking about villains.
0: <laughs> and, uh yeah, we just wanted to do a little bit of research. And, uh, yeah, it really turns out that it's really true. Like, all the Marvel villains are, for the most part, pretty generic. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe that's why Killmonger was the first one where people were like, oh, this is a really good villain. Right. Because all the other ones are just, like, almost carbon copies of each other.
1: Yeah. They're all meh. Um... The real villain? The real villain? Is the parent who buy Cheerios that aren't honey nut Cheerios? <laughs> those are the villains. Let's take them through the the through the pillars, okay? Okay. Is their motivation believable? No. No, I wouldn't say so. Um, do you feel like it's enough to make you feel the same way? Hmm. I'd actually really like to know where they got me those those kind of Cheerios. I wonder if their motivation is to be healthy.
0: That's probably it.
1: Okay, so that's kind of believable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a it, good motivation. But to, but would you do the same thing?
0: No. No. <laughs> for yourself? Is it just... Yeah, exactly. Is it for the... Would hel- you be healthy for yourself? Probably not.
1: Probably not. Um, is it for the hell of it? Uh, no, not so much. But yeah. they pass the other two. So, okay. Opposition to me, the protagonist. Um, the <laughs> <to> the, <laughs> <to> the <laughs> Does it actively oppose me? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Because they know I don't like that shit. Yeah, they know you have I want sugar, sugar addiction. I want sugar. Yeah. Does this opposition drive the story forward? Yes, it does. We will fight over this. Why did you just <laughs> get Honey Nut Cheerios? They're the same price. Anyways, Are they the same price? I think so. Probably, like, probably like $0.30 cents more expensive. I don't know.
0: That's breaking the bank.
1: Sure. Whatever. Anyways, is it for the hell of it? Yeah, I kind of feel like even though we use the motivation of them trying to be healthy, I do kind of feel like sometimes it's for the hell of it. It's like, yeah, these motherfuckers going to learn today. Um, <laughs> and then significance. Is their presence important?
2: Hmm.
0: Your parents? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't need parents.
1: Oh, okay. So, presence not important. Okay. Uh, I love my parents. Uh, could the story work without them? No, it couldn't. I wouldn't be born. Um,
0: the likability of the cereal?
1: The likability of the cereal. Seri- so is the cereal the real villain? Like, is <laughs> well, the, it's full, is the parent- built
0: full of sugar, which is bad for us.
1: So you're telling me that Honey Night Cheerios would be the villain in the Cheerios story?
0: Yes. And then regular Cheerios would be the superhero. Wow. Yep. Wow. So I guess Sugar is the real villain.
1: Wow. Do you, do you like the personality of the villain?
0: It's almost like <laughs> the Cheerios... <laughs> I, no, you know, I say Cheerios really doesn't have much personality. But Honey Nut Cheerios does have... You know, it's I got the little honey honey bee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: do you want to occupy that role? Yes, I would.
0: Yeah, sure. I, yeah. I mean, being a bee would be neat. I do guess. you hate the
1: villain because of their actions? Like cavities. Yeah, I hate the villain because... I do, I do hate him for that.
0: Well, I don't want to get stung by a Honey Nut bee, so...
1: A Honey Nut bee?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, well, I believe... That sugar, as a villain, is good.
0: Mm, yeah, that, that doesn't make a good villain. Uh, okay, so you talked, <laughs> so you talked about your pillars, and then so getting a little bit back to uh, this Jerry Jenkins guy, whoever the hell he is, that writes stuff.
1: I almost feel like you did all this research. You might have been able to do more research on who the fuck Jerry Jenkins was.
0: But okay, <laughs> yeah, I probably should have. Yeah, <laughs> um, watch he's like some pro- prolific author and. Right, she has like all the like all the fans that we could possibly have all love this Jerry Jenkins guy, and then they've listened to our podcast, and then they heard this, and they're like, "What the fuck? You don't know who Jerry Jenkins is?"
1: Yeah, Jerry Jenkins is actually a chick.
0: No, it's a dude. I saw the picture. Oh, okay. I at least know that. <laughs> okay, he has glasses too. <laughs> okay, he might be balding. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, so he put number one as motivation, just like we were talking about, and. Hey. <laughs> And something he put was uh basically if you're the basically take their place and be in their shoes, um, just kinda like uh instead of using our maturity to rationalize the situation, like kinda hold on to that initial feeling of disappointment. So so just like you're talking about with that with the Cheerios. So if do you want to occupy that role? Well, no, no, no. So if your parents get you this honey nut Cheerios you know you can go one of two ways Mm -hmm. you have the regular cheerios you can Mm -hmm. be like okay you're trying to make me healthy okay that is acceptable or you could murder your parents (laughs) so I'm thinking
1: probably leaning closer to to murder um
0: (laughs) So basically, what he—I think—definitely kidding. Again, <laughs> I love my parents. So. Yeah. Uh, so, I what he's trying to say is, so I took it as uh, I translated that to, so like in in I don't know, We'll just say D and D. You got strength, intelligence, dexterity, all these characteristics, right? So I took it as, uh, in this instance, the villain is something where, so maybe they're they're normal in all these statistical attributes mm-hmm. but then there's one attribute that they're really low in and then that's their one crutch mm-hmm. to be able to be basically a normal person and so that that's what hinders them from doing the the right thing essentially mm-hmm. does that make any sense
1: so it puts them on the tier lower than the norm giving them motivation to actually be a villain
0: yeah it, it's just basically I mean it's kind of a maturity thing you know okay. like
1: well, it pulls them apart from the norm, and then yeah. usually the outliers, It's t- typically a lot of villains are outliers, they're right. the people who don't fit into everything, so.
0: Well, I mean, there's plenty of villains where, you know, they'll act normal, mm-hmm. and then, like, just one thing will trigger, trigger them, mm-hmm. they get triggered. Okay.
1: I was going to say some stuff, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, he put number three, uh, villains are real people to whom terrible things have happened.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I don't really know if that's a necessary thing, um, but it seems to be I technically think the case. I was going to if, yeah,
1: if you're actually looking at, a g- you want to find a good villain, mm-hmm. it's kind of what I was talking about in terms of uh, like likability. You're actually thinking about their personality. You're thinking about the fact that this person exists or this person exists within the world and doesn't feel like it's just a thing that is there to be evil. You know, so giving a good villain would be somebody that does occupy the world and, you know, bad shit has happened to them. And then that's how they end up where they are. Or that's why they end up like they are.
0: Yeah. And then uh I mean one of his points he was hammering home was that um a better villain will always make a better hero. hero.
1: I would ag- I would agree. Yeah. I would agree.
0: I'll I'll roll with that. Um <laughs> so he also put a a kind of a villain's uh a villain characteristics checklist and uh, mm-hmm. it was so something for a villain they could be convinced that they're the good guy, which you know Kind of seems to be the norm. Well, I don't know. No, the Not good, always. No,
1: the good villains always seem to be convinced that what they're doing yeah. is the right thing. And that's why they pers- well, it was like Carnage? persist it so vehemently. Oh, he, I think Carnage truly believes he that whatever world. he's doing, it's just in his mind, Yeah, it's the fun thing to do. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. I'm just doing it.
0: <laughs> why wouldn't you want to kill yeah, everyone? He doesn't
1: think about consequences. He doesn't mm-hmm. think about what other people think of his actions at some point he knows he's insane and at some point he knows that technically what he's doing is wrong but him doing it is not wrong you know what i mean right like he knows that the world or the society sees it as a crime but for him no it's the right thing to do because i'm insane and this is and murder <laughs> is good what are you guys you talking think that's
0: about? his rational thought he's like guys i'm insane obviously i'm gonna do this yeah
1: so therefore, I'm right in what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, but I'm pretty sure that's like a little stretch there. But I think he's just, yeah. he's just actually insane. He likes killing people.
0: Um. Well, I'll jump down to his his third one for his checklist. Uh, he's a worthy enough opponent to make your hero look good. Mm-hmm. And we're I like kind of, that. Yeah, oh, that's you, a good one. you were kind of talking about that with uh with Carnage. Is he's such a bad bad guy mm-hmm. that you know he can make Venom look good. Yeah. Yeah, turned Venom
1: into to to like an anti-hero. He turned yep. him in actually into a good guy at times and then hey, Venom still does not like Spider-Man. So
0: <laughs> well, just like Venom makes Spider-Man look more uh, like a hero. And yeah. yeah. Um, so the second one is uh, he has many likable qualities, which is actually yeah. one of your pillars.
1: Let, let's rewind real quick. Okay. So Venom making Spider-Man a better hero is actually kind of funny because the, like, if you think about it, Venom, whenever Venom occupies Brock Mm-hmm. actually makes spider-man a good villain right mm-hmm. but when venom occupies spider-man venom still makes spider-man a better villain because you recognize that like the like the darkness of spider-man and then mm-hmm. whenever like he separates off from him then you start to appreciate more the the the, the quips and the and like the good-hearted nature of Spider-Man. spider-man yeah yeah so it's kind of funny that you say that yeah that's a, that's, a, that's a good one the way that they structured that, but yeah, okay, continue. Sorry, the likability.
0: Likability. Well, we don't. We don't have to go about that one. I mean, that one's kind of like. Okay, so let's take, let's take Thanos. Was he likable?
1: In in a way, like you you you. I think for me, I just admired that. Like, it was one of those. He's one of those villains that said right up front. He put his foot down. This is what I am doing. Um, and if you're gonna stand in my way, well. I'm gonna bulldoze straight through.
0: Well, maybe, maybe like not just likable. Maybe it's um. Crap. Um. Oh my gosh, I was trying to think of like a level of relatable, respect. I guess because you can respect that he's so committed. You know, the, the, he has a quality that's respectable. You know, he's so committed to his actions, and in his head, his actions are a benefit to mankind. Or their benefit to universe the universe, kind. yeah, yeah, to the universe. So, um, okay. So, one of the next ones, uh, basically, that you like when he's on stage.
1: Yeah, good presence. Yeah, you the presence of. That a villain. should be obvious. It should be, but well, we, I don't know. There's some villains that don't they don't give enough presence, and they they, they fall so quickly in the background of of scenes that you know it's actually kind of how i felt about loki because at first he starts off with this big presence but then he becomes more or less a tool to move the story along right and it not For avengers it, yeah, yeah yeah and and then he falls to the back and then suddenly he comes to the front and then he falls to the back again and suddenly he comes to the front and then he gets beat up by the hulk and then he falls to the back again you know what i mean like, What
0: of, what about villains that you hate so much that you're like I mean, you can't you're not necessarily thinking like, "Oh, I, I like it when this character's on stage," you know, like but they in, they can still end up I wish I could think of a good one, but you can they can still make a good villain. It, you know, it's just those ones that just they really just fuck with the the main character so much that you're kind of mad at them. Mhm. Hmm. I guess the one from the Punisher Is kind of like that I remember being really angry with him But he You know I guess it, I take it back he, You know He was he was a good character Yeah um, The actor played it well So yeah Okay I can't argue with that That makes sense then Um He's clever and accomplished enough That people just Must lend him Begrudging respect We kind of Talked about that a bit I mean that's Thanos Mm-hmm Um He can't be a fool Or a bumbler mm <laughs> Kefka's a fool and a bumbler, but in doing so,
1: he fulfills a lot of the other ones. So I think that you can kind of give him the the leeway on that because he's a fool and a bumbler, but for some reason, that's part of his personality. And at the same time... it's like
0: his charm for some... Yeah,
1: and at the same time, he's still chugging forward. Even though he's like, oh, man, whoops. You know, like, it's always... He has like his goofs and his gas, but it's always I'm still going to destroy the world and I still I still want you all to suffer man. I'm the ultimate being. Get away from me. <laughs> Whoops, I tripped. You know that kind of thing. So <laughs> it was it's it was it was I think like you said it was part of his charm.
0: Well, it also I mean
1: it lends t- to him being likable.
0: Yeah, but if you take the aesthetics too, like it kind of like it's not like Final Fantasy 6 like it had a lot of uh mature subject matter mm-hmm. but then had to like, break it up somehow yeah there's a lot of goofiness to, the, to yeah. the story um let's see uh he has many of these the same characteristics of the sorry he has many of the same characteristics of the hero but they're misdirected and by he i mean he or she
1: um yeah that makes sense.
0: But it uh, seems like well okay so for well for one of yours though I mean do does the Joker have some of the same characteristics as Batman? Yes. How so?
1: They both are mentally unstable.
0: <laughs> Go on.
1: Um the uh the Batman's dealing with loss and the Joker's dealing with loss. Um
0: yeah. well so that we, so I actually don't know like from the comics I don't really know his origin story. I've just known that
1: I'm going to mess this up. But um
0: <laughs> we the, could always uh, take a break and figure it out, but
1: we could cuz I need to blow my nose. <laughs>
2: okay, 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 okay. Let's <laughs> okay, go, let's we're taking
1: take a, a yep. quick break and then we'll come back with the Joker's origin story. Okay. Bye. So, I said bye like I wasn't coming back. So, moushmoushi.
2: Because
0: that's hello. Japanese. Yes, yes, on a phone. Yeah. But only on a phone. Yes, yes
1: I know. <laughs> Anyways. My nose is blown. And I'm good. Um, So, we're back. And because I didn't want to mess up the Joker story, I wanted to, to do a little, little background search real quick. And I was correct. And I would have messed it up. But, yeah. I had forgotten a small detail. Two small details. That's kind of important, right? You think? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. So, um, both of them dealing with loss. Not necessarily the same kind of loss. Um, they were saying that uh, in Joker's origin story, he loses his wife and his unborn child. And, of course, in Batman's origin story, he loses both of his parents. So, there's the similarities there. Um, though, I don't... I mean... The Joker's kind of like descent into insanity or whatever or to his psychological break or whatever is not quite the same as Batman's. Um but they do break because of their loss, I think but his is a combination between the loss and the and the disfigurement from the from the chemicals. So finding their similarities I do I do really feel like they're actually pretty close in similarities and that's probably why they have that. But they took weird completely kinship. different paths. Yes. But but or kinda. We, we, yeah, we kind of talked about this before. Yeah. The Joker ended up turning to like a life of crime. But if you really think about it, Batman took to a life of crime as well because the way he dealt out justice, his vigilante justice is technically against the law. And so technically they both went down the same path. It's just one is seen. It's kind of, if you think about it, it's like the Dexter syndrome. So yeah, I'm killing people, but I'm killing the right people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's okay, right? You so know, what does I'm,
0: Batman do to them?
1: Batman just beats them up, yeah, and puts them in jail.
0: He beats the shit out of them, yeah, yeah.
1: But they don't die,
0: mm-hmm.
2: unless no, you he's think. Fulfilled,
1: unless you unless you consider the ending of the Killing Joke being that he killed them, but it's ambiguous for that reason. Um.
0: So, I, remember that? Uh, I don't know what it was called. Whatever the new Robin show is on the DC streaming service. The one that
1: says "Fuck Batman."
0: Yes, that mm-hmm. one. Uh, so, Tightened titans yeah, yeah um but it said one of the reasons that uh well oh, i can't remember what robin this is either jason todd
1: jason todd i don't think so that looks like it's dick probably Grayson. dick grayson is Nightwing.
0: Ah, oh whatever which one but uh th- so they're in that in that world they're saying that he he has that mindset because batman killed a bunch of people
2: excuse me <laughs> so anyway if
0: you (laughs) could damn smoothie um if you can tell what i just said uh that but in that story batman's killed a bunch of people and so that's why this robin has this outlook which Hmm. seems
1: yeah it seems like they're stretching but you know it's dc so what can you do
0: i don't know fuck titans all right so
1: that was harsh
0: (laughs) um so another one one of the characteristics characteristics is uh, he should occasionally be kind and not just for show.
1: Who should occasionally be kind? A villain. You know what? The Joker is occasionally kind and he mm-hmm. does let a lot of people get away. It doesn't I feel like it's not it's not always about kill, kill, kill or crime, crime, crime. Well, it's Sometimes not really he's...
0: for a show, it's just more for his own amusement. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane, So is that right? really kind, or yeah, he's just insane. He's insane. Uh, well, I mean, this kind of ties together. Next one is uh, he can be merciless even to the innocent. You know, that's kind of the same thing, but it's more so because he's crazy. Yeah. Um, he's persuasive.
1: Yep. Why it? do you think he has so many minions? Yeah. And so, there, there's something to be said, and that a good villain is always charismatic. Right. And that they always find people to follow them. And those people, when they follow them, they follow them to the end of the world. And then some of them, of course you get the, 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 the the foot soldier that will obviously always have to be intimidated enough to be like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And then tell, (laughs) tell the hero all the things so they can find them in the secret base, which isn't secret anymore because now that's given away. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You always have that. You always have that guy, but the charisma is like a really big thing to, to make the, the good villains, or the, at least the good villains that have a following.
0: I mean, that's all the rest of them are kind of the same. I'll just read them all off. Um, he'll stop at nothing to get what he wants. Well, that one's a little different, but I mean, that that motive I mean, that falls Most in line, time. Yeah, that falls in line with motivation. Yeah. their own motivation. Um, he's proud, he's deceitful, he's jealous, especially of the hero, and he's vengeful. I mean, that just kind of seems like a lot of...
1: <laughs> They're all motivations, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the vengeful thing. I, I always just... I try to look for all of these in the Joker. So, yeah, the vengeful thing is mainly because he thinks it's it's his fault or whatever. Or he just blames him for things. And then, yeah.
0: So, I, I, yeah. so who do you like? I mean, do you like Carnage or do you like Joker more?
2: Hmm.
1: I think I probably like Joker more because of his interaction with mm-hmm. with Batman. Um, he's definitely I like, a much more complex villain. Yeah, I like Carnage more so as a standalone villain. Just because I like him Do you him think as it looks cooler? Like, yeah, definitely you think, looks cooler. Do you
2: think
0: the way Carnage has been drawn has a lot to do with it?
1: Probably. And it's my f- he's my favorite color.
0: So do you think... Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um... Do you think that should be a pillar in there though? Like so if we're appearance? Yeah, if we're to That actually makes sense. Differentiate um you know between mediums, mediums. Uh so for a video game, appearance probably a big the, deal. The cool factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh movies?
1: Movies are definitely appearance too. That appearance? that would that would apply. It's, there's attire? Yeah.
0: I mean obviously books. I,
1: I don't know. Even if, in books, yes, you could kind of go for appearance, but It's still in your imagination. You can make somebody look cool. Yeah,
0: you can make it... (laughs) Yeah. You'll probably do it yourself. Um, Obviously, TV. So, yeah. So, maybe... I'm just going to go on and add appearance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To the list. Whoa. Okay. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to add to mine, too. Okay. Um, Let's see. So, so one of the things that I always like is I like it when... um, the villains have layers, but when I say layers, I like Onions, it. Onions? Parfait? Yes. Um, probably more onion layers okay. than parfait layers. I'm parfait. Yeah. I worked at a Dairy Queen, so I'm over them. I like Shrek. I'm over it. Huh? I like Shrek. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I kind of like it when, uh, it, and it's more of a story. Uh, I guess it's more of a storytelling tactic more than anything because you can have a villain that has all these layers, but then they lay it out for you right away. Uh, but then I like it. I really like when they tell a story, and it's kind of a slow roll to these layers of why this is a villain. You know, they're just kind mm-hmm. of starting them off seeming normal, and then you slowly unwrap these layers of mm-hmm. why this guy is a dick. Or this if it's chipped. a girl, she's it's a dick. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we'll say it for both.
1: So universally, being a dick is just bad.
0: Yeah, it's bad. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Unless of course your name is Richard and you go by Dick and anyway. <laughs> whatever.
0: Then you st- you still. Kind just of don't d- be a dick, man. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> if your name is Richard, don't be. Don't, don't go by don't Dick. Don't let people call you Dick.
2: What the yeah. hell,
1: man?
0: Dick Grayson. What the hell? Well, no wonder he's like, yeah, I don't want to be Dick Grayson anymore. I am Robin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I about we just call me Nightwing? That sounds cooler. <laughs> I need to make up for the fact that my name is fucking Dick. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: So um and another so that 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 kinda gets away with um Mr. Jenkins, all his stuff. But just kinda going to uh some of the some of the characters that um you know, we really like. You've already talked about Carnage and, and the and the Joker and i've been watching uh better call saul mm-hmm, and then obviously mm-hmm, with that mm-hmm. you know it goes along with breaking bad and the interesting thing about that show is
1: it's the origin story of a villain
0: yeah most of those characters are villains even more so with better call saul um but does That's that mean they're a villain lawyers are villains <laughs> well in that show are they i mean are they villains
1: You know, actually, Better Call Saul is kind of a really good exercise in how to make a story that is, that makes the situations the villains and makes Mm -hmm. the decisions that are being made the villains and not necessarily the people. Because everybody... Well, they're the
0: ones making those decisions, though.
1: Yeah, but they occupy more like a pawn space than anything, if you really, if you really think about it.
0: So when you say a pawn space, what do you mean?
1: I mean, they occupy uh, the space of like they—they're the things that are moved to, like they have to ensure that the villainous acts can happen, but they are not necessarily the villains themselves. So I think about like the brother, and I try to—I'll try to keep to like season one stuff, um, so not as not to spoil for too much for what which one for Better Call Saul, okay, um, like his his brother is. Not necessarily a villain. He really actually has really good intentions for his brother. He just doesn't want his brother to be a part to these things, you know? So he kind of has this weird way of going about doing things that would be considered villainous. But you would never consider him a villain because, if anything, he's antagonizing the main character, who's uh, Saul. Saul. Or, 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 what is actually actual name? James? Yeah. Something. James McGill? McGill. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy McGill yeah Jimmy yeah. McGill. um yeah, so he's he's doing things that that constantly antagonize the the, the 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 protagonist, and it's actually something we discussed the other day is that uh, I don't think a villain would be the same the villain is not the same as a protagonist and antagonist because you think about the uh, protagonist and antagonist are just two sides of the same coin, they always have to be opposing each other that's mm-hmm. just how it goes, whereas a villain, I think can be a situation, it can be. Uh, an object and it can be like an event or whatever and it still can be a person it still can be a, a like an animal or something like that or whatever but i think in this case the villain in better call saul is ambition and that everybody um is that ambition constantly co- <laughs>
0: ambition's my villain
1: <laughs> right um but if well if you really look at about it um uh, the brother's ambition is to to ensure that um that What's his, his, that his brother doesn't get, he's like, you're not this kind of person. Don't be, you don't need to be here, you know? Yeah. And in, in, in all, in all intents and purposes he, purposes, he actually has good intentions by doing that. He doesn't want him to be a part of this business, right? And then at the same time, he already knows what kind of person he is. But it's kind of both ways though. Yeah, I know. And that's what makes it so good mm-hmm. is that there is never really a defined villain, even though if you go into breaking bad, you realize that, He's just kind of a party to the villain. Who wait,
0: So has Breaking Bad been on long enough where that's a spoiler one?
1: To wait you too long. Yeah. Okay. You're so four we, seasons we get, into a show that's coming after a show okay. that stops for at least like So we like, can a dive guarantee. into that one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll come back to it. But
1: Yeah. Well, all I want to say was that Saul, even in the Breaking Bad series, never kind of got considered, I don't think, considered mm-hmm. a villain as much as he was just, he was more or less a henchman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. He was helping. I guess you could. T- Bryan Cranston was the villain. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I um, think I think it kind of well, took a he, turn. Not, I mean, well, but then he, at one point he, point he did does become something a villain. Redeeming at the end, you know, before it all, kind of. Yeah,
1: but sorta. remember that. Remember that checklist. He he might do things that are redeeming, right? Yeah,
2: he might do that's things true. that
1: that oppose what you consider to be his villainous ways, and again, I think. We can we would consider him as a villain just because, what what do you look at drug dealers as? I mean, they're really bad a, people, right? Yeah, and that's what he was. And considering the amount of people well, that he killed, what, or he was a part to killing.
0: Depends on what state you're in these days. If you're in true. Washington or Colorado. True. 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 Okay, here's you know, you're you're the. A I'll man. say illegal drug dealer. Okay, there you go. Um, and yes, you would consider Wait, is, the, is crystal meth illegal? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. yes sir
1: yes I, sir it i is. thought i confirmed
0: for our listening audience yes so since uh, since the majority of our audience is in arizona oh no that shows New Mexico. new My mexico bad. well they're close yeah you know like brother sister type type thing sure, <laughs> sure. that sounded they're way very, weirder than they're very way weirder. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> um, well yes we will talk about game of thrones at one point so um oh gosh Speaking of brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, so I thought this was really cool. Um, t- so according to the writers of uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, um, they said that whoever the lead character is going against is also the person that the audience will always go against. And they were talking about... Um, so so there, for Saul, there's his brother that's one of his antagonists, but there's also mm-hmm. his brother's his minion lawyer guy, is, mm-hmm. is also an antagonist and so what they did as soon as this character came into the room he said whatever he said and Saul said he he compared this this character to Darth Vader mm-hmm. and by doing that um, it was like it was like subconsciously telling the audience okay villain. that's get, a villain that's a villain
1: <laughs> don't like that person
0: but he's but he's really not I yeah. mean he, he's kind of a dick sometimes but but for for the most part, like um, actually, in later ep- episodes, they kind of they definitely humanize him a lot more. You know, he's, mm-hmm. they don't show his conflict with Saul as much as as more so like both these dudes have issues. Saul and this guy just have issues in their life that they're right. dealing with, right? Which makes them kind of butt heads essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, do they
1: butt heads or are they
0: butt heads? Probably, probably both. Okay.
1: They're, so they're butt heads butting heads.
0: Yeah, because they're doing immature things to each other to bring the other person down.
1: You imagine every time they they butt heads because they have butt heads, they fart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like, <laughs> 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 oh, <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you should be a writer someday. I, I I sure hope one day that I can be for cartoons, maybe for sure. For for the Minions movies, Despicable Me. Oh, fuck Minions movies! Oh my <laughs> gosh, I watched them all. I I like them. I like them. Actually, the the newest. <laughs> speaking of villains, for Despicable Me three, I'm pretty sure my youngest son, who's two, uh, I'm pretty sure that the reason why he loves that movie is actually the villain in that movie, who's voiced by Trey Parker. I know. Okay.
1: Are you talking about the dude with the mullet, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's been a bad boy. <laughs> all right. Oh gosh, <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> man. Okay, this went off the rails really quickly. Can we? Can, what,
2: what well, else okay,
0: okay. So going back to <laughs> Better, going back to so you kind of said that they, but they don't feel like villains though. No,
1: you feel like you're just getting character stories, and you're not. You and like I said, the reason why I think ambition is the villain in Better Call Saul, and even really Breaking Bad, um, well, ambition in and the the idea of um, self preservation and definitely, because I feel like you if you really look at uh, actually more so self preservation in Breaking yeah, Bad because Breaking Bad
0: sense. well both of them
1: I haven't gotten into the further seasons in Better Call Saul so I don't know quite yet but um but Breaking Bad like if you look at it at the beginning he only did it he only did it you know i put in got quotation marks but he only did it because you know he needed the money or whatever and then it turned into there's that that snowball effect of when you're doing crimes or even you know just thinking about when you're telling lies you have to tell more lies to cover up those lies right. and then i think that's what it came down to he did crime and then suddenly he had to do more crime to cover up that crime mm-hmm. and then he had to do more crime to ensure that he didn't get Caught for doing the other crime, or then you had to do more crime to ensure that the other people who are doing crime wouldn't kill him for doing crime, and then eventually just lead to now I'm a kingpin, you know, because I did yeah. so much crime to cover up all my other crime. But again, it's self preservation and it's ambition after that because now I just want to be the greatest.
0: So maybe that show really wants, to, I mean, maybe its focus was like, let's make drugs are bad, huh? Drugs are bad, yes. Um, maybe let's. Depends on who you're talking
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> drugs are bad.
0: Yeah, drugs are bad. Um, I'll stick with that. <laughs> so, maybe that show really wanted to do something where, you know, let's do a show about villains, but mm-hmm. let's make them real-life villains, like realistic villains. Because in real life, right. there really isn't these evil people. Well, I mean, there's bad people, but there's no one. There's no, like, the Joker. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> so back from cutting <laughs> something out because of the <laughs> will. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Now it couldn't I, be helped. I feel like you're just new, you're setting that up for me. Yeah. I well, it's funny because I was actually thinking that. So now we have to cut this out. Do we? I don't know. Can we guess? could just leave it ambiguous, like the uh, ending ooh. of the killing joke. Ooh. ooh who's the villain? <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway. So. Wait a minute, what were we talking about? Something about Vertical Saul? Real villains, real people? Mm-hmm, yeah. Motivation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I mean it does it, it does kind of seem like that. You know, they they want to make real life villains instead of like the fictional mm-hmm. type over the over dramatic villain? I don't know. Yeah. Well,
1: when it comes down to it, do you think about it? If you're putting a story if you're making a story about real life people, mm-hmm. think about if I were to commit a crime, would you consider me a villain?
0: No, you're my boy.
1: If you were to commit a crime, <laughs> I wouldn't consider you a villain, but
0: that's mis- kind of what a Misguided. Yeah. Well, that's why we have correction facilities and whatnot. Right.
1: But you see where I'm going with that. Like, if you, when you're setting it in, yeah. the real thing, it's kind of hard to define a person as a villain because when we think about villains, we really typically think in like the superhero sense or in the, the novel sense or in the right. video game sense. And we're always thinking of this person that's just pure evil that does all the bad things and has no redeeming qualities. And that when you're making a story about real people, it's kind of hard to actually tell, say whether or not somebody is a villain.
0: Well, also unless
1: they're like a mass murder and then you're like, Oh,
0: that is a villain. Yeah. But then like the, the deeper you dive into psychology, the more your brain starts thinking, what, why, why did this happen? You know, mm-hmm. like, cause we're all born the same. How did we thing. get here? Yeah. How did they get here? You know? Um, okay. I don't know how to segue after that, but <laughs>
1: Jeez, you need to get better at this, man.
0: <laughs> well, all right. Uh we're like three hundred s- episodes in and you <laughs> still haven't figured out how to segue. Speaking of AMC shows, uh, This is three
1: hundred episode three hundred and one. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, we're doing great.
0: We are doing really good. <laughs> um so I've been also watching we just got done with the new season of Fear of the Walking Dead and Ew. <laughs> I think I've talked to this about this show before. So season a little bit. I think I watched two seasons. Season one was really blah. You know, seasons two was you know it was decent, but season three was really good. And then all of a sudden they decided season four. Let's just make it more like the crappy seasons of Walking Dead. And they, yeah, I won't get into spoilers, but they really changed it up. But um. Oh <laughs> yes, that's a microphone.
1: I'm just trying to get you to talk into the mic, man. You keep on going away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I'll stay here. Uh, So, one of the newest... I don't know. This this show doesn't even seem like it matters about spoilers. It's not anything... It does
1: matter about spoilers because eventually I'm going to watch it.
0: Yeah, you won't care. I will care. You won't care. You don't know me. (laughs) So, (laughs) one of the newest villains for the the newest season, um, it's basically like superhero so they decided to give the villain motivation by showing what happened to them Mm -hmm. you know during the fall of society and yada 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 Mm -hmm. and i personally think that well let me let me just go into it so basically um they got in a car wreck and her husband there was like this thing jammed like this uh, uh like a street sign like the not the actual sign, but the po- the metal rod that holds it in the ground it goes through the guy's chest and she's on the side of the road and she's trying to flag people down, like asking for help. And mm-hmm. nobody came to help. Mm-hmm. And then she's basically by herself for however long. She's like, I don't need nobody. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to become a villain. Yeah, I'm going to become a villain. And, you know, like for the longest time in the show... They just showed her as just, she's just some crazy lady, you know, doing this crazy villain stuff. But then, and it was fine. I was like, okay, well.
1: They humanized yeah, her. Yeah, they
0: humanized her, but then that ended up making her character worse because I was just like, okay, you were a, oh, sorry. She was a school teacher and then her husband died. Nobody stopped because it's a freaking cl- uh, apocalypse. Apocalypse, you know, everyone's fearful and everything. And then she's, then all of a sudden, then all all of a sudden,
2: damn
0: it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then after that, she becomes a villain and she's like, I'm just going to kill people now. Cause why not? So it kind of ruined her, her character.
1: I almost feel like I would do the same thing. What? I would just start killing people. Nobody helped me. Really? With my dying wife.
2: Hmm. I
0: don't really think you would.
1: I don't think so either. Killing people sounds scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh,
0: it's just, it was just—it was just really weird. It was just—I uh, mean, it's not like the—the the villain was like a really good villain or anything, but it just—it really ruined it for me.
1: Was that a season-long villain that they? Uh,
0: half, half, because cause, you know, Walking Dead kind of goes in. Yeah, they do. Eight, their eight part, epi- part, eight parts to the season or eight episodes, and then they switch it up the other half. Yeah. 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 So.
1: Okay, that, that seems a little weird, but.
0: It was a little weird. Okay, so anyway, uh, well, something else I learned from Fear of the Walking Dead is that zombies love car alarms. And if there's a car alarm going off, they are like, ooh, ooh. what is that? What is that? I gotta see it. And as soon as it stops going off, they're like, they're like, they immediately start turning around and going back the other way. Instead of like. St- <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, they'll all go towards this this car alarm and then as soon as it stops Mm -hmm. they immediately turn around and like well how How did i get over here i gotta go back where i was
1: they lose their motivation (laughs) they're no longer good villains (laughs) (laughs)
0: um so all right let's get real what would you do during a zombie apocalypse what tactics would you employ to keep yourself safe
1: I don't freaking know, man. I actually, like, I've never really thought about it because I always think the zombie apocalypse just sounds, like, too far-fetched or whatever. Or even, like, like the the fall of society. Um, there's where,
0: those, those there's ants. the ants with the, yeah, the, the, the They're going to take over the world. They're not
1: going to. Anyways. <laughs> um, no, I always, I don't really think about those kinds of scenarios or whatever. And I always kind of think that I got a good enough, like, support system or whatever in my family. And the people that I know that I'm not sure. Like really, people like. that
0: can talk you through the zombie apocalypse? Is that what you're saying?
1: I don't know that a zombie apocalypse would ever happen, so I don't I don't think I'm a I don't I don't exert brain power to to surmise situations that are so far from the realm of reality.
0: I mean I have nothing better than you, so So whenever, I do. I have better things to do. So you, you never, th- you never like watch these shows and and like you know it's like a horror movie or something and you're oh well, just like you were talking about before you're like, do horror movies not exist in horror movies, like bro, uh,
1: bro that is like my biggest thing. Have you never seen a horror movie inside <laughs> yeah. like horror movies, especially like the horror movies that have like seven or eight movies in there. And the thing, like nobody's ever made a movie about the events that happened in the first movie within that movie's universe, like because think about in in our universe, in in, in the real life universe, right? Mm-hmm. There's movies about like a, the Zodiac killer. There's movies about right uh, uh, the the Green River person killer. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Green right? River person. Yes, the Green River Community College. Um, no, 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 student. no.
1: No, it wasn't a student, wasn't.
0: No, 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 no. It was a uh, the the Green River Killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. So there's like movies. But actually, there's series out, about those
1: kinds of people.
0: Yeah. Well, it turns out he was a regular at the Tuck-Wool at Applebee's. What? Yeah. I guess he was went to the. He sat at the bar there all the time. And that's crazy. Yeah, it is kind it's of a crazy. creepy. It but is creepy too. As well. I
1: think about that, and I just think. So you're telling me that in real, real life, that's what we always do. We always take these things and we dramatize them and we make them into like this big thing. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we sensationalize murder, which is just crazy to me. It is but crazy. I think about that, and even if it's crazy in our society, wouldn't it can be a little bit more normal in these other societies where everybody's getting freaking murdered and it seems to be a normal thing for it to happen? Like, and nobody's ever seen a horror movie, so they always think, "Oh, the way to escape the the." The 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 masked murderer with a big giant knife. So run upstairs and lock myself in a room. Wow, now I have no way to get out of here.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so that one that one doesn't bug me oh. because I can I can think of. Well, you go in the f- fight or flight mode, and when you're in fight or flight mode, you know, your adrenaline's pumping and everything, and mm-hmm, it ma- mm-hmm. it probably makes it a little bit harder to really think it through as as well. Okay. i mean i mean you're 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 thinking you're probably your instinct is i need to find a safe place right so i don't think that's that far-fetched i do,
1: i just think about it i'm like uh like the scenarios that people put themselves in and like all yeah. the stuff like, you like you when did- we're
0: watching castle rock and the dude like it's like oh we're in the abandoned part of the of the jail there's a hatch
1: let hmm, me just go down it's there
0: pitch black
1: Uh, Let me not go back and get a new light or bring somebody else with me. I'm just gonna go down there by myself.
0: Yeah, I. uh...
1: I obviously exist in the Stephen King universe, (laughs) therefore I'm going to do this. I mean, oh look, there's a clown in a storm drain. I'm gonna go there. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Nothing exists in these things to tell them otherwise. (laughs) They're so naive to the the dangers of the world that they just kind of.
0: So in those situations, I mean, well, just so you are, you, you think about, well, what would I do in this situation? Yeah, I do.
1: Yeah, but I don't, it. but like when it comes to, apocalypse. but when it comes to zombie apocalypse, I just think that this is just so far-fetched, like, cause I think about, okay, so if they are dead, then their bodies are rotting, which means that their brain doesn't send electrical signals to their body like it should. Therefore, they shouldn't actually even be able to walk.
0: Yes, but they can. Cause yeah. The so ants.
1: also, how are they hearing if their brain's not active? If the brain's dead, like you know what I mean, or if it's some kind of virus keeping them alive, how do they like? Well, see,
0: uh, that's the thing. Like we've never had a zombies, so we haven't had been able to really. Use that's why I can't put myself
1: in the room. thing. <laughs> okay. That's why I can't put myself. It's really, it's really that's what it comes down to. And other scenarios where, like, yes, if you were to get stabbed with a knife, that would hurt. Like those kind of, yeah, obviously I can. I
0: I don't understand why. Th- like, my biggest thing is, I don't understand why they don't build a moat around, or like not a boat, just just a hole. Like, they have a town. we ha- They have gasoline. They can get um, a construction, I don't know, bulldozer or something. Mm-hmm. Just dig a hole around this thing. They're like, ha ha, you stupid zombies. You're just going to fall into the pit.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they tried to do a fence at the prison or whatever. They use a fence at the prison. But you know what I think That's they think? It's not as effective. I know. They just did a hole.
2: Yeah. They can't um, jump.
1: They cannot jump. Um, I think that when it comes down to it, the whole sounds like a really good idea, but it would ruin the progression of the series. And I think that's what it comes down to. All the good ideas, they're not going to do them.
0: Yeah, but people can't, like, like... I mean, the main villain of Walking Dead isn't really the zombies. It's people. Yeah, it's people. So people would be like, oh, that's a good idea. There's a motor around there. I'm going to take this place over instead of being like, oh, my gosh. Can I we hate... just survive here together? We've yeah, that sounds got, like fun. We've got fruits and vegetables. Can and we like, build? What? <laughs> <laughs> can you guys help us build another moat so we can sur- survive, please? Yeah. That would be awesome if you guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
1: Oh, no. We know. We need to be opposing factions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, can we just dig this moat a little bit bigger so maybe we can have our own land within the moat and then call it a day? We don't even have to talk to you guys anymore.
0: The <laughs> land inside, you're going to build. You're like a little city inside the moat.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying like make the moat <laughs> like wider bio- so there's like more. Like
0: shock. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Anyways, man. The, the moat's so deep they could build like a whole Under city. Under the, the moat.
0: All right. No. no. Anyway.
1: No. <laughs> Never that.
0: Um. I don't know where I am anymore. You were talking
1: about what would I do in zombie apocalypse. <laughs> okay. And I okay. said, I don't know.
2: Okay.
0: I really no, don't. That was a really good answer.
1: Let's take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what, guys? We're back.
0: (laughs) (sighs) That was unexpected. Um, Was it, though? Yeah, it was very unexpected. So, yeah. (laughs) So, we were still talking about Walking Dead, and I'm just curious uh, what you think of... Negan as a villain
1: um Negan is a perfect example of a villain that overstays his welcome yeah that's exactly what I was thinking (laughs) so Um, is that an important part I think that when you have a show structures as Walking Dead is that it's really good to kind of just keep a villain around for a season Mm -hmm. um because or an
0: eight eight episode arc
1: or an arc yeah. yeah but I kind of feel like The Walking Dead has been pretty good about just kind of keeping their villains around for a season. It's very much a seasonal villain kind of show. Um, like the governor, well, the governor kind of stayed a little bit longer, but even then, he but was, he just
0: kind of came back and he was almost like, he was almost different.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? it was almost like he played two di- two different villains, yeah. right? Yeah. So the the, oris- the original villain was like something that somebody that just, he wanted everybody to be a part of his community. He wanted everybody to do in his way. So and then the second one's like, nah, fuck everybody, I'm gonna yeah, take everything.
0: So yeah. does that mean that uh, the problem with Negan actually is that he doesn't evolve at all? Never. Yeah,
1: that is probably the problem. I do still think he overstayed his welcome, and that being the villain for like th- two, three seasons mm-hmm. was yeah, it was too long.
0: Well, I, I guess two technically two full seasons. Yeah, I guess technically three seasons because there was the we didn't we hadn't seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Until yeah. the very end And then everybody the was like four. We are Negan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah And uh, actually that was That was one thing That I was I thought was really bad about um, And I don't remember what season We'll say it was season six okay. Where at the very en- end of the episode You finally see Negan mm-hmm. But You know, when you're doing the season You had all this build up To finally meeting Negan Yeah And then he comes out And he does his Eeny meeny mighty mo But then he doesn't do it They end the season there and then at the beginning of the next season, that's when you finally you finally find out who he kills, yada yada yada. But to me, I was like, "Well, that was a terrible idea," because you you're watching this season. Yeah. So when you're so watching you, to get there, yeah. So you're emotionally invested in this season, this build up and everything, mm-hmm. and then.
1: But isn't that considered probably one of their worst seasons, anyways? Just because it was probably one of the more drawn out seasons that it definitely felt like that
0: was well, a season after, actually.
1: Okay. So. Yeah, the, the, I think pacing has been just a big problem, and I think you know what? Well, Negan could have been a great villain, mm-hmm. but I do feel like the writing has suffered in the last couple yeah. seasons, in that. Because they have a new defin- show showrunner now. Yeah, but I mean, even then, it just still seems like. They were writing it, and then they're like, "Crap, we're running out of material. We need to extend this well, for the full they're just, season."
0: They're waiting for the comics to get a little bit farther ahead,
1: which kind of sucks. Like, I mean, I think it would have been better if they would have taken a year off mm-hmm. and then got back to it. I would, have I guess, but I'm, I'm not the same as other people who just, you know, I need my show, um, and I, I would have just been fine with, okay, well, Fear the Walking Dead isn't based off source material. Why don't you just give them another season? Yeah, you know, or, or extend their season. Why don't children? you extend their season, and then instead of trying to to draw out a season of Walking Dead where you're already losing um, viewers you're always losing ratings I mean they're talking about this season premiere was like half of their 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 prior
0: and it was pretty good actually it was it was definitely it felt way better than the other season the previous two seasons
1: and maybe it might be good because they're trying to give a good farewell to 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 Rick and yeah. they've been like advertising it as Rick's final episode I almost feel like they're doing that because they need people to watch again. Um, yeah, I do maybe. feel like they lost so many people well, at the end of last season. It's that still, it's,
0: it's still pretty high numbers, honestly.
1: It's going to be high numbers, yeah. but high numbers cut in half are still high numbers. Yes, <laughs> yes. but they're low numbers in comparison. Right. And if you really think about the way businesses work, it's always about escalation. It's always about making more it's incrementally. It's never about the moment loss is involved, then you get lost. canceled. Loss. Oh, okay. Loss. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, I almost—I know I accidentally oh. almost triggered you.
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah, I think he was—he might just be associated with really bad seasons of The Walking Dead. But I do i honestly still feel like he—he he overstayed his welcome. He—he he never changed or evolved as a villain. You never, even when you kind of got a little bit of his background, you still never felt any more attached to him. You never felt. Like they humanized him anymore. He still just felt like the dude that liked killing people with a gun. Yeah, bat.
0: yeah. They, I mean, like they'd slightly humanize him, and then he'd do something terrible. You know. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. I, I mean, he had he no was still redemption a good story. Like and it's really weird because he's a good villain. Uh, Jeffrey Dean, Dean Morgan played him really a good well. Actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Played him really well. Um, I mean, he's he's still on the show. Well, I mean, in the I comics, haven't
1: finished this current season, so. Or I haven't finished the, the last one? season because I fell off.
0: Oh, well, I just ruined it. Hmm? I just ruined it then. That's, no, I actually
1: knew he's still around. The thing is, I've mid known Yeah, because of the comics? No, no, not because of the comics, because I've been told by other people oh, that he's yeah, still they around showed in the trailer like, too. Oh, I didn't see that. But yeah, I just, I was just thinking, I just knew that he was still around and I knew that it, it almost feel like they're... I think I feel like the showrunners have gotten to a point where it's like, crap, we need to hold on to characters because every season we we're losing characters. And I guess I, at well, the they, rate at which we were losing characters, we might not be able to maintain a show, a cast and now of people. There's
0: too many characters.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And then you overpopulate the show.
0: But that's what happened in the comics is there's like way too many characters. And they're like, and that's what happened with Negan. They're just like, OK, we need to get rid of a lot of these characters. So Negan, go to town. Have at it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's a really good. Uh, so it has to be character growth. Yeah. Like if you are going to have has it, has to be. If you are going to have them for a long time, they have to they grow as a villain or. If or it's or a TV show, more,
1: villain yeah. should always grow as a character. Yeah, you should never maybe not, have. Maybe not s- grow
0: as a character, but just maybe learn. Like you know, we're like we're talking about with with uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. Give it the stuff that you didn't know you you needed, but for you still have so. to do it well because you can't just have yeah. some school teacher all of a sudden be like, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to kill everyone. I'm pissed off."
1: I mean, you could have at least given that school teacher like being witness to something happening back
0: in, when she was younger, and then like stacking yeah. that on top of that happening, and she and got then triggered. Being triggered, bang! Yeah, dang it! I missed my opportunity to point at the microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So okay, What's... I did talk about that. How the season finale just kind of ended in a dud because they wanted to save this moment. For the next season, because they yeah. wanted everyone like you gotta make sure everyone sees this next season yeah. instead of you know falling through with this emotional investment and having an actual conclusion to it. Because people, I still think people would have wanted to know like what's the aftermath? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I ended this season. I'm so pissed at Negan. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what the hell Rick and everyone does to this mother. Because they better be pissed mother, too. Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah. Him mother Hubbard, yeah. And I think it would call
1: Mother Hubbard,
0: yeah. Okay. I'm trying to swear in this yeah, so that you don't have you've to. You've been working at a school for a while. Edit. Yeah, that's true. That, that yeah, I'm not like
1: going to edit any of this. I decided against that. Oh,
0: no swearing, okay. No I'm just going
1: to leave it in. But well, we can minimize fucking it. Fucking shit. I just said minimize it. <laughs> Whatever, man. It'll probably won't
2: get cut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, all right. So So then there's there's then there's the kind of the shows like um like Game of Thrones, well, actually, you know, I guess Walking Dead's a little bit like this too, but we'll we'll get into that. Uh, Game of Thrones, where kind of the the good and bad is really ambiguous in that world. And actually, just going back to Walking Dead when it first no, started, good, yeah,
1: there's good things and there's bad things, but the people themselves tend to toe that line by right. just by doing bad things to accomplish better things or yeah. good things and. Doing good things and with bad results and
0: <laughs> I mean in the first season or the first few seasons of Walking Dead, like Rick's, you know, so hellbent on Captain America. Yeah, I guess what? No. No, Rick is just like
1: he like he like epitomizes. And, yeah, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah.
0: He's trying to maintain the old world mm-hmm. and then he you know, and then Yeah, and then it completely changes and he's like, I need to adapt this other. because yeah, he become, he
1: becomes he realizes that Staying this way is not beneficial to me or the people around me. I actually have to become part of this new society that's being built around right. around these walkers and survival. And that means that we are going to have to su- sacrifice people. That means that people are going to get left behind. That means that people, these people, if they don't intend good for us, then they have to die. You know,
0: which and, is a good story development. Yes. Good character development. Yes. Um. So okay. So just like talking about Game of Thrones, you know, that's that's a show that. Like there's only really one one I can only think of one or two like true <clears throat> good characters. You know, you have you have Jon Snow mm-hmm. and you have his dad. And I really can't think yeah. of anyone else that's but of truly course, good. He did. Dude Oops. spoiler.
1: That's season one. That's We're on spoiler. the last season of this show. Season seven. <laughs> if you didn't know that, also the car- the person who played him. You know he's gonna die. That's his. That's actually like his. ML. <laughs> Sean Bean. Sean Bean yeah. knows when he bits up a role, he's gonna die, and he's probably gonna die quickly. I'm just saying.
0: All right. So so Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. What else? I
1: don't. Remember, I don't remember. But I it, know there's more. I there's guess. way more. It, it's funny. I'm pretty sure there's like a fan page dedicated to Sean Bean dying in movies, <laughs> or know. TV shows, or whatever, or dying media.
0: Um. So for for you. So since everyone's... I think no, no one's really a villain, though. Like, I In what? Know, in Game of Thrones. I mean, the, Joffrey's a villain. Joffrey
1: is, like, quintessentially a villain.
0: But then, did he have any humanizing moment? No. Joffrey? Yeah, he didn't really.
1: Actually, kind of when he was dying. Um, and that, like, you kind That's of almost... That's a spoiler. Huh?
0: That's a spoiler. That is definitely... We should probably insert something for Game of Thrones part... That were saying, hey, the those are purple
1: wedding is like a big thing. Right? I, I, you know what? Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> let's just ruin all I want, of this.
0: I, yeah, I wonder how. Oh, actually, you know what? Well, you definitely have to put a spoiler alert. alert Why? Because our audience, <laughs> our audience, current audience of two, has still never seen Game of Thrones.
1: I'll insert a spoiler alert. Um, okay. So yeah, now I can continue talking. Um, I'll warn them. Uh, I think that, yeah, in that last moment, and he was kind of, like, suffering, then you kind of humanize him as a child still, and you yeah. realize that even though he was as evil as he was, he's just a bratty-ass child, and that's what it came down to.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, that
0: that make, I guess that makes sense. Hmm. That show's difficult, though. It really is difficult to, like, really pinpoint the... Vi- I mean, the White Walkers are villains, but, you know, they they in a way humanized them recently, you know, and, and I don't know. Okay. So, so, well, the big, the biggest character I wanted to talk about was, uh, was Jamie Lannister in this show. Cause I've, I don't think I've ever seen a show that I've hated a character so much to where I've really grown to have. Do you a, not like a, incest? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's kind of frowned upon. First of all, I
1: don't like why you, how you laughed about that instead of just saying No, I don't. You just said
2: <laughs> 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 All right, anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well he pushed he pushed the
0: kid out a window, so I mean that Fuck him. Because he was having sex with his sister. So it's
1: yeah. got dark.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I really hated that character, but he's he's the most in my opinion, he's the most redeeming character in that show. But is that... Jamie Lannister? Yeah. Well,
1: oh, I guess realizing... Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. They took him to the deepest, darkest place that he could be. Mm-hmm. And then it's easy to redeem a character who's all the way at the bottom. Because right. the only place they can go is up, right? Well, that's definitely so, true. So they put him deep down into the, into the, into the well. And then they use uh, Gwendolyn um, Crystal's, Grindel- Christie's character... To kind of bring them a little bit back out, they kind of humanized them a little bit, kind of showed that they had possibly a little thing going on, you know what I'm saying, like a little like a little little flirt thing going on. um I don't think it was anything like that I do you know the um, look at the episode look, well
0: for know. her i, I for think... for her it for was, her, yes. It, but for him was as well, there was respect, or? yeah, there's a lot of respect oh, okay.
1: going on, but in that respect, I think the way that they kind of established that how it happens in in the Game of Thrones world. That respect would probably lead to, to at least other things. Plus, like I don't know, I guess you could kind of think of it as a brotherly thing. But in, in Jamie Lennon's it's a brotherly, <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: mean, that's why I thought of it as, but I never thought about that aspect. Yeah. So um, okay, well, so, I, yeah, well, so, so he has maybe the fact that they, well, you know, he's never actually had a sister. He had a he lover, mm-hmm. so maybe he maybe thinks of like her a as. He's like, well, you're not related, so you can be like my actual sister. Yeah.
1: Didn't they take a bath together?
0: Everybody takes a bath together. It's not a big deal.
1: No, no, I'm talking about Gwendolyn Christie and Jimmy Lester. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're right. And she was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And he's like, no big big deal, girl.
1: I got this. (laughs) Anyways. Okay, so I know this isn't going where you want it to go, but... I do have a place that I want to go. Okay. Remember what I was talking about for Sean Bean, right? Mm-hmm. And that he dies a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's a list. Uh, okay, so he Is there a fan his, site for it? it? Not a whole fan site. It's okay. just a, like a list uh, on another site. So he died in GoldenEye. Okay. He died in Fellowship of the Ring. He died in Game of Thrones. He died in a movie called, oh, wow, Equilibrium. That was a good movie. back then. I still have never not seen that movie. Uh, Patriot Games. Never seen it. Um, Which one's that? Is that... Another villain's role, Inevitable Death. His time, uh, this time on a speedboat. On the plus side, he got to beat up Harrison Ford with an anchor first, which he got to beat on somebody's back. What list. movie? Patriot Games? I, oh, okay, okay. Okay, so this list is on Hollywood.com. I figured I need to give them credit for it since I'm reading directly off their site. Um, then there's another movie called Black Death, which I've never seen before either. There's a movie called The Field. Um, And yeah, that's all. But I guess in all of these movies... it's think
0: it as the guy that dies.
1: Almost. Like the villainous guy who dies. Mm-hmm. But in Game of Thrones, it was... He was really, not a villainous character. Yeah. Yeah, I guess even in Lord of the Rings, he wasn't really a villainous character either. But either.
0: I guess Game of Thrones is better to talk about with uh, for heroes then. Because yes. because it is weird sure. that they only have one...
1: Like definitive <laughs> villain? Yeah.
0: yeah. Or no, kind of hero character. But in then everyone else Thrones? is... I don't know. Well, maybe we'll just talk about Game of Thrones, like a whole freaking podcast, because there's a lot of shit in there. Yes.
1: Oh, Also, I do really th- want to do an episode on heroes as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good s- storytelling and techniques and everything in that mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, okay, we'll move it on. Um, so, just in video games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so, for me, I was trying to go through and think of... Bowser. <laughs> Well, okay. Thank you. Nintendo villains. Are you, did you really? Is that
1: really your next thing?
0: No, it's the second the next. But oh uh, no, no
1: no, I was just playing. But see, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. to No,
0: interrupt. it's cool. I mean, we can talk about Nintendo villains because realistically, like, most of the time, but they're good. Like they're good villains for what, <laughs> for what they yeah. are. Yeah.
1: You know, I would argue that they're not necessarily good villains. They're really good antagonists.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: They work okay. really good in opposition to the character that you play. As for villains, I don't feel like they, they don't. A lot of them don't fulfill the pillars. A lot of them don't fulfill the list that we got from the other guy that we read earlier.
0: Is it more nostalgia, though? Because, you know, when you think of Mario, you think of Bowser. Mm hmm. When you. Well, just like Batman, you think of Joker. Right. But. Uh, when you think of Link,
1: you think of Ganon. Ganon or when Ganondorf. When you think
0: of Samus, maybe not you everyone. You think of Ridley. Oh, I actually, I think of Mother, Mother Brain, but. I think of Ridley. I totally I mean, forgot about he's an Ridley. Iconic villain, yeah. Okay, I guess you can go with Ridley. Maybe because Ridley looks cooler.
1: The, okay, nobody wanted Mother Brain in Smash Brothers. Okay, they wanted. Um, I did. They wanted Ridley. Of course you did, because you want everything that nobody else wants. <laughs> I'm just you, kidding. You, 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 Actually, you, you take the side of, that nobody else will take. <laughs> you, you, you're a fan of everything that nobody's a fan um, of.
0: I was being facetious in this instance but it did make me think about what you do though <laughs> yeah uh I, it actually made me think of uh of krang from teenage mutant Ninja turtles i be like but i would have krang that would be cool
1: instead of shredder
0: <laughs> no nah, shredders what about
1: know. bebop and rocksteady
0: that'd be cool like ice climbers hmm. okay that'd be cool
1: uh <laughs> what well that was quite that was quite the tangent um
0: but there's really no depth. I mean, I don't think like, like Mega Man, like Dr. Wily. I don't know. Those aren't really
1: think. Nintendo villains. So those are Capcom oh, that's knows. true. It Capcom.
0: But even just in general, though, all those type of games, I kind of relate those, you know, like Sonic.
1: Oh, to, like the, to that era. Yeah, like that, that era. Well, Sonic's Robotnik thing was a lot more fleshed out only because they had comic books to back up their story.
0: I did not know it was fleshed out at all.
1: Yeah, I mean robotic. But like, in the games, I mean, it's in not the games, no, out. it's yeah. nowhere fleshed out. There's no dialogue, no nothing. So yeah. until you get into like Sonic Adventures and the 3D ones, and they actually describe certain things and they actually kind of flesh out stories. And Sonic loves the. A, a it human totally stuck with and...
0: me too because I remember it all. What? Like all this backstory and everything. From what? From Sonic Adventures. You do remember it? No. Oh, sarcasm, facetious. Yeah, sometimes kidding. <laughs> um so i mean for me it almost makes well i guess for video games then it really just kind of depends on the genre because mm-hmm. for those type of games you don't do you really... need a villain for tetris no you don't.
1: well technically the villain is the speed of the blocks but mm-hmm. you know i
0: know that villain's a dick
1: <laughs> you know the worst part about it is tetris is actually one of my favorite games of all time and the it's 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 crazy because I hate that game so much. I
0: liked Super Tetris, where you could like combine like if you made a cube, it like becomes one big cube, and you get extra points for making a bunch of of solid cubes.
1: No, I'm more I'm a I'm a Nintendo Tetris person.
0: Like the old school.
1: Yeah. Well, technically, I like old schools like PC. But would you?
0: Would, am I like? I don't. I couldn't really think of. I can't think of old school good villains. You know, like Nintendo days. I mean, there's... I couldn't think of anything.
1: I couldn't think. I can't think of anything. I anymore. mean, we played Star oh, Tropics. Technic- technically, Garland in Final Fantasy One. It's yeah. a time traveling villain. I
0: guess. Yeah. So I mean, RPGs. I mean, I guess. I guess if you're playing with games RPG, that are focused on story, story the villains exist. Be a good villain or should should be a good villain. Yeah. yeah. But then action games, I guess you don't really need one. Because that's not really the focus. But it yeah. still makes it better. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I guess it's a little bit harder to peg uh, video game villains. I mean, they have to be intimidating. Hmm. I guess.
1: The video game villains?
2: Yeah.
0: I guess Oh, Bowser, you know, like when you're playing him, he's intimidating at first, Do I you, guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. But even then, you just kind of look at it as... He's the boss. The end of the mm-hmm. world. I'm going to have to fight Bowser again.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Man, Nintendo villains suck.
1: They've never been great. <laughs> I guess the closest but ones to being great they're iconic, greater. though. That's the thing. They're yeah. just,
0: because they're iconic, they, they, they therefore are good villains. Zelda's
1: mm, mid-tier vil- villains tend to be a little bit more notable, I guess, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're thinking about... Um, I don't know if I really consider like Ganondorf to be like a great villain. He's just always the person at the end.
0: Yeah, but um, he's definitely more intimidating in in like you know the later the new more three d versions of the games. Yeah, yeah, so but that's pretty much it. You know that's that's the difference. They're iconic, mm-hmm. and then when they hit three D, they want to make them more intimidating. Then they so, actually give
1: you story. Then they give you some dialogue and stuff. And but
0: sure, yeah, a little bit, but not not too think much. About,
1: think about Odyssey for for Bowser. They finally gave him like a big thing and like him actually. I, like I it only was, played the very first part. It, I, his I, whole thing is just wanted to get married to Pete
0: Oh, I thought I thought he was a pimp because was wearing the pimp jacket, yeah. pimp hat. He could be a pimp. So I thought well, he was kind of like a pimp. Yeah.
1: Anyways, but he just wanted to get married to Pete But it was like it, it gave him motivation, I guess there's a part of that you know what i mean like they, they kind of they, they they skate around it and of course they're just like you know now we have the medium to do it let's just give him a little bit of depth let's give him a little bit of this let's do the thing and now we feel bad for him a little bit
0: he just wants to get down with somebody
1: yeah and peach is like i'm getting tired of you guys arguing over me
0: <laughs> um i'm gonna go with toad <laughs> so for you from video games like who are some of your favorite video game villains
1: Bowser Jr. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe uh, Ludwig
0: is one of the, uh, the the Bowser children as well. You are correct. Um,
1: but no, I didn't really like those villains. Um, but they were really hard to fight in uh, Super Mario Brothers Three, which yeah. I think is why I liked them a little bit. Anyways. They don't matter. Like it's it's really they don't matter no. Yep, no. they don't matter. Um, they do like do. for reals villains, for reals, for for yeah. for reals villains. Um. <laughs> No. No, not They're for fake for films. Okay, let's do fake films. Um uh let's go. Gosh, not in any particular order. Keska from okay. Final Fantasy Six. Do you want an explanation for why I like
0: no, it? No, you kinda already went over it. You for some reason like crazy people. I do.
1: I'm a crazy person, that's probably why. Hmm. Um now a lot of people would normally say like Sephiroth from mm-hmm. From um, from Final Fantasy VII, but I actually personally liked Hojo more than I liked Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII because Hojo's, um, again he's another he's cr- crazy, he's another crazy person, ah, but geez. at the same time he's a very intelligent person, and then you actually have good motivation behind the things that he's doing. He's actually really just trying to advance science, and but he's going about he's going about it in a mad scientist kind of way where I don't have any ethics, I don't follow the code of not sacrificing people. I will use people to get to what I want to, and that's going to lead me to working for this corporation that is considered the evil corporation of the world. And but you know, but they'll allow me to do all the things because they just want super weapons. They just want super soldiers. You know, da da da, da. So remember, he doesn't.
0: He doesn't care. So he's just like the the scientists in Jessica Jones season two. Yeah. Where he doesn't really care about the outcome. He mm-hmm. just enjoys these experiments. He loves science.
1: Yeah. And then you think about it, Hojo technically created people like Sephiroth and Cloud. Yeah. And he's like like what kind of that how great of a villain is that? Like the person who creates the protagonist. Or sorry, the protagonist and the antagonist for that protagonist. You know what I mean? Like he set up the whole scenario and then we still consider him a villain and we fight him and supposedly kill him. Do they? No. In Dirge of Cerberus they Say that we didn't kill him, and he still continued his experiments, and that's how those the the that's deep right. underground yeah, yeah. is made. Anyways, uh, yeah, a little deep dive into the to <laughs> the Final Fantasy VII expanded universe. Um, okay, so there's that. Um, let's see other genres, not necessarily. Oh, it's gonna always be RPGs. Yeah, really.
0: well. I I I honestly have. Okay, so I'll just yeah I'll you, kinda, you can name a couple. I'm yeah, gonna, I guess I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna it. think of a little bit. Um, so. So, how mu- I mean, how much do you remember of Last of Us? None. Okay. So, they had a character in there. Um, like, uh, I can do this without spoiling it. Spoiler alert! Uh, well, I can kind of do it without. Possible spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> so, at one point, and, and it's a little bit like Walking Dead, you know, like kind of how the, the villains play out. Um, so, you go to this... I don't know what the hell it is, but you're you're like a hotel and you're fighting all these bad guys and then oh yeah. And then uh, later on Ellie runs into this character out of circumstance and um and she's you know, she's uh, she's wary of them as mm-hmm. she should be because it's that world.
1: You should be wary of everybody in those worlds.
0: Yeah. But then he does just enough to get her trust. But okay. as soon as she gets his, as soon as he gets her trust, all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, well, you guys killed all my all my buddies at this at this hotel room, or at this hotel." Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and then you know, obviously she's like, "Oh shit," you know. Um,
1: Looks like I'm gonna have to murder fight somebody else. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but he was, he was kind of one of the characters where they kind of did a slow reveal of, of why he's bad. You know, originally, they just yeah. he just presented him as somebody that, you know, he's just another person trying to survive. And then all of, a fine, all of a sudden, you find out he's part of this other big group that was trying to kill you. And then later on, you find out that he's a cannibal. And then later on, you find out that he's also a pedophile.
1: WTF, mate? Yeah, I mean, well, if you this, ever wanted to find it's that somebody's evil, just make
0: him a pedophile. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. But well, they don't. I mean, they don't say it, but they kind of allude to it. Just like they never say that he's a cannibal, they just allude to it. Type. How
1: thing. do they allude to being a pedophile and being
0: a cannibal? Uh, so there's in the in there's a scene where they've captured her and she he's talking to her mm-hmm. and they're like cutting up some some person okay like with a with a butcher's butcher's knife and all that okay and then you know then he then he starts talking about to ellie she's he's like oh well you should you should join us and then when he does that he kind of you know touches her hand all awkwardly and she's like oh shit get the fuck off me
1: have you looked this up to see if other people come to the same conclusion or if that's like the the end all for that because i mean I actually believe you. The signs kind of point to it,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: just, but it's just it's kind of making me wonder now. That's kind of well. It's been kind a while of... since I played it, so yeah. I mean, I
0: don't think they ever said it explicitly, okay. but I mean, I think they give enough evidence to yeah. that. It's good the case. storytelling. It, yeah, that is good storytelling. I do actually. I, that's I never really thought about that, but I do enjoy um, the the authors letting us play detective. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. So you really don't have for...
1: to. They don't have to say. Guess what? This guy's a pedophile. Oh yeah, he
0: eats people. Yeah. Well, you know how I hate that. Where you know they're like, you know, get your own thoughts from that. Yeah. <laughs> how then do you feel? You don't. You don't have one, someone shouting out. Oh my gosh, he did that because he's a pedophile. You know,
1: <laughs> somebody <laughs> in the background. He did it because he's a pedophile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that shit's so annoying. Uh, but that one's not an RPG. It's kind of a. But I mean, those games are set up to tell a story instead of just being a game you know yeah. and just like um Fontaine and Andrew Lyon from Bioshock mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I mean I always think of those games as like kind of like a a music park ride you know where you're just kinda, they're kind of
1: did you call him Andrew Lyon Andrew Ryan oh, I thought you said Andrew Lyon he do be lion though <laughs>
0: hey okay continue sorry <laughs> you're welcome for that pun um <laughs> I mean that—that was—I don't even know if Fontaine was like this great villain as much as the plot twist was just was just so good that all of a sudden <gasps> this is a good villain. You know?
1: Would you kindly tell me what the plot twist
2: was?
0: No. <laughs> <That> didn't work. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> well, I mean, we're getting the spoilers so much, but. If you really think about it, just by saying that, that was a spoiler. But nobody knows
1: because they, they still don't know what it is. Yeah. But I would love for somebody to play Bioshock for the first time, having that like rattle around in their brain, then and you're try like, to analyze it for themselves. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and just be like, "God, this is a bossy son of a bitch." Yeah.
1: Also, and I wouldn't. I I don't actually. Feel like, I don't. Bossy f- was very polite. He was very polite. Yeah. But you know, let's not spoil anything. And um, yeah. No, the, I actually think. Andrew Ryan played a pretty good villain, but I think the way they did it, because they kind of put you in charge of defining him as a villain, Mm -hmm. um, it it almost made it him better in that way. Because when it came down to it, you had to not even, yeah, I guess as the player, you had to say, This guy is a bad person, or
0: I think he's leading me down the wrong path,
1: or but then I guess you're thinking about Fontaine at the same time, yeah. I mean.
0: I mean, he's kind of, Fontaine's kind of guiding you to thinking Andrew Ryan's this bad guy.
1: And at the same time, you're still kind of developing that I think Andrew Ryan's a bad person mm-hmm. based on all these audio tapes you're finding, too. Yeah. And then and then at the end, you're kind of like, well, screw you, Fontaine. Because, you know, the, this person's leading you down this path. And you're like, no, I didn't even get to develop my own opinion about this. But at <laughs> the same time, you actually did. Mm hmm. Because everything you heard about uh, rapture and and Andrew Ryan was not not really positive yeah. I mean it starts off at the beginning they kind of talk about it as a paradise they talk about it as a, as all this but as you get further and further in them in the game all the audio logs that you're finding is just about everybody's like there wasn't enough stuff wait then all these people started going crazy and the plasmids this to people and this and this and this and and this was used to be a good like we, we had an ideal thing going on here but Somehow it all turned for the worse. So yeah. what
0: happens to Jack in the end? Cause he's been having these plasmids and supposedly that makes you crazy.
1: Right. I, th- I mean, isn't there two endings for that one anyways? Yeah,
0: there's the good one and the bad one, but I mean, but it f- effectively he just gets out. Though, right. Up. Yeah. It's it's exactly the same. It's just the only difference is like you're trying to save the girls. You're trying to, Spoiler alert! yeah, it's not really much of a spoiler. Well,
1: it's what I'm about to say is... Okay. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. I want to say it my way. I'm cutting out all your way. Anyways. Spoiler. Okay. Anyways. Spoiler. Oh. spoiler Anyways. <laughs> n- next one. Um, no. What I was actually going to go for is I kind of ignore Bioshock 2 altogether. I don't really like it. Maybe,
0: maybe we should... Sorry. I cut you, cut you off there. But maybe we should do the uh, really scale with the spoiler. We can be like, this is a really, really... Really big spoiler. Okay,
1: Bioshock Infinite. The ending of Bioshock Infinite kind of, kind of left it uh, or defined um, the ending of Bioshock Bioshock One. No, Bioshock Bioshock. That because that's attack, what it leaves. you. That
0: in. should be an attack in our game. Bioshock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they say that every time they attack.
1: Bioshock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but if you really think about it, because of the multiple endings at the end of one and because of the way that they define the universe in Bioshock Infinite, it almost makes sense that there is multiple ways that these things can turn out and that Jack has multiple ways that he would live after these plasmids and the, or leading up to these plasmids. Like he's responsible for part of the society that exists in Rapture because he's part of the... Uh, that that tree of events that leads to Rapture being created, and that, and and the other the, the floating city, which I still can't remember the name of, in Bioshock Infinite. I know, right? It, doesn't it suck when that? Sh- that uh, anyways, um, yeah. Anyways, that that's another game where it's hard to define uh, like villains because at the very end of those games they just go, but it's all your fault. You actually started this. You know that, right? And then, like, the decision that you made before this whole thing started was the reason why any of these people even exist or any of these people even took these paths. You know, it, it, it's kind of crazy the way they did that for Infinite. It was like, well, here's a big send-off, and we're actually going to end this series on one of those notes where you can have an ending if you want an ending, but if you do, if you look at it, if you dig any deeper, there's no ending. Yeah. And... I mean, I, which I remember, is like perfect uh, for the name. It's infinite.
0: I, I remember my old roommate, all pissed up, was annoyed with uh, Bioshock Infinite because, well, he loved Rapture, you know, like that world and everything. But then, <sighs> infinite, he thought infinite made Rapture seem so I- insignificant. Mm-hmm. And so that's what kind of annoyed him. And yeah, but
1: Rapture is the parallel to the floating city in Bioshock Infinite. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, rapture is the other, the other storyline. It's the other branch that it could have taken. Yeah, but the, and you the think about Comstock, factor,
0: the infinite factor yeah. of it all.
1: Oh no, I know, but Comstock is like Andrew Ryan. Right. And uh, I can't remember who who's the, who's the parallel for uh, for 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 Fontaine. I don't remember. It might have been a split for the characters, anyways. Um, but yeah, like they're. I guess yeah, you can kind of think of it as insignificant, but then if you play the DLCs, the Burial by Sea, then or Burial at Sea, anyways, they um, they kind they of define more significance to it. But to I mean, rapture, yeah.
0: I don't want DLC being like I know it shouldn't have to be used it, yeah. to define
1: it. I think it was it was kind of like a.
0: Was it like, oh, sorry guys, we didn't sure. mean like the original Bioshock seemed insignificant. Here, check this out. Or there we'll was so it. much stuff to it that we'll they wanted it.
1: they they had already drawn parallels to, but a lot of people didn't get. And they're like, okay, never mind. Let's just let's just give them like the defined thing. We don't need them. These people aren't smart enough to actually define it for themselves.
0: Oh jeez. Where's our Bioshock Four, by the way? What the hell's going on with that?
1: Never gonna happen. I don't want a Bioshock Four. I think it was, I think Bioshock Infinite wrapped it up really nicely with a bow. No. Anyways, um, so we are almost out of time. We are actually out of time. Um, did you have anything else you want to talk about?
0: Uh, well, I was gonna talk about Ra's al Ghul and Albedo, but you know what? Actually, take it away. Take it away with Albedo. Why? Why do you think he's a good villain?
1: Cause he's he, he he's such a believable person. His motivations are like they're grounded in like human. Um, psychology like there's not If you really think about it the way he feels about being the one of them spoiler alert that can't die it makes it would make you feel different if you can see everybody else around you dying and you're the one that you know you can't die then death loses as much it loses meaning that it would normally have to a person that can die and if you want to be like everybody else and this is as a kid you find out you can't die then It would drive you a little crazy and then death would start to lose significance which would be if death has no significance then killing people wouldn't be a crime right because death doesn't mean anything
0: it does it will mean something to everyone else just yeah but not to
1: you which would make you a perfect villain because you start to become insensitive to the things that other people are and it's not because of just being crazy it's actually because it has no significance to you, and you can't justify that death ever will have a significance to you because you can't die. So, what is it? What do you do? You kill, you kill, you kill in hopes that one day somebody will kill you. And if he really comes, if really his conclusion was, I'm trying so hard to get somebody to kill me. Everything I work. do, I want you guys to kill me, you know, and like. It's actually really sad at the end, like I actually kind of like you know I welled up a little bit i I almost had some tears <laughs>
0: Wait, which one part two
1: yeah, whenever he was taken away by the uh by the little angels people. because that's when he officially uh, yeah, quote unquote died, but then of course he became a testament after that, but like god damn spoilers I just that's why I said it early on yeah
0: so I definitely think that we need to <laughs> put it under the video. this is when spoilers really really start.
1: Or we could... Yeah, well, it's the second half of the video or the yeah. second half of the Oh, the, the, the We should count. put
0: a time. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, like, whenever he, whenever he died, like, it just, it felt like, you know what, it's... The villain is fulfilled and somehow you can kind of... You almost can, like, wipe things away because you're... Like, you almost feel like he's redeemed in, 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 in him dying and then, like, by the fact that Rubido, his brother, is actually killing him or is a part of the killing, like, he feels like yes, thank you. I've been needing you to do that. I feel bad for everything I put you guys through, you and um, Negredo, and like th- there was always like it's so it's so crazy like how human Albedo was, but at the same time his craziness like it was it's almost like you knew he was crazy, but you couldn't really say he was crazy because everything seems justified in the things that he was doing not in a good way well it's just like any other villain you know like
0: like in his world yeah this makes sense in our world yeah that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah like even when he was like so like so then he has some very villainous moments like when he was torturing like momo right and like you just like fuck this guy you know i don't like him
0: that's weird because it only seems like more so than anything he's just fucking with rubido yeah
1: but you still don't like him because now he's messing with Momo, another character you've developed a,
0: like a relationship with. Like, oh, I don't care about her. She's kind of annoying.
1: She's kind of annoying, but she's very essential to the story, and she is one of the more human characters yeah. out of the cast, which is crazy because she's not. So yeah.
0: Are they though? I don't know. She's a realian, so yeah, she. Well, was...
1: Oh, we'll do you know do androids dream of electric street? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um.
0: But was she the? I don't know. It was. It felt like more like. She was closer to like Westworld, where they're they really are kind of people. They're just manufactured people, though. It's it's almost it's like
2: yeah, but mean?
1: she it, she's still created, so she's technically not a human. Well, In what that, about, what about you? She's, she's still about, a machine? What if,
0: you, what if you clone someone? Does that mean they're not a human?
1: No, they're still humans. But a clone is made of flesh and blood. A reality is made of machinery; it's manufactured.
0: What if it's manufactured flesh and all that?
1: It still would have a machine core, then, right?
0: I mean, what? If, I mean, a clone
1: would be grown. It's yeah. some. It's a human. It's a, it's a living being. But they Whereas, they have a conscience and yeah, but that's because they're grown and they like the conscience is part of their sentience and okay. I. In in the if you look in like in the in the Xenosaga and Xenogears world, the machines have semblance of a conscience, but it's manufactured as such. And I think that uh, and all of it's based off of research of what the actual conscience is. And I think I mean think about the first game or no the second game. They start off where it's just like a deep dive into to Momo's consciousness mm-hmm. or her machinery, and then you wouldn't be able to do that to a normal person. You but can only do, do that to a machine.
0: machine on? Well, actually... No, they it, do that with res- Cosmos
1: at the beginning. Okay. And the first game, but then, is, you start but then off it in resonates,
0: Cosmos. But it resonates with Shion.
1: Yeah, but that's all magic stuff. <laughs> no, for reals. Like, the fact that, like, whenever she's in there, like, I mean, the whole series is all about, like, kind of making Shion this weird chosen one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of... Like, they, they start off being just completely human, technology, and maybe a hint of magic in the background right and then like as they get further into the series and they introduce the testaments then it just starts to become no there's fucking magic and like because there's no other way that these people exist you know because these people actually died and these people actually no longer exist and now they exist again but as a powerful like apostle kind of being you know it's like it's this really weird thing so like that's why If I'm defining just based on the technology, Momo would never be considered human. But if we're defining it based on the magic that somehow Momo's consciousness is like something that she inherited from Mizrahi and like that, it's like resemblance of his daughter or whatever, or like it's his passed down conscience of his daughter.
0: So what's the difference between Pinocchio when he's wooden and when he's a real boy? Magic.
1: He has to go pee. That's it.
0: He has to eat, piss, and poop.
1: Yeah, but he he goes from being
0: so. If you're human, that's the only difference.
1: But does Momo be a boot?
0: Probably not. I'm not sure. It doesn't go into that.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna say not. Probably not. Okay, so that's what makes Albedo a good villain. Um, I really do think that like the way they establish him, uh, they give his backstory. They don't. And, okay, so one of the things about Albedo's backstory is that they don't use it as a way to just drive the plot forward. Right. They made sure that every main character in this game um that they knew that you were gonna have that were gonna be essential to the story they fully defined their backstory they went all the way into their backstory and sometimes to a point where it did feel like they come they were dragging things along that's
0: probably why they give ziggurat Zigrad 8 um his own story his own game because like they forgot
1: about him in the, yeah. in the games uh, in the Xenosaga games, yeah, mm-hmm. um, but everybody else got a really full story, whether it be um, Junior or Rubido, um and Albedo. and Negredo kind of got his, but Negredo's story was so heavily he involved too. with everybody else, yeah, um, that it, they didn't. I don't think they felt a the need to define him individually because his definition was based on the fact that he was one of the three, you know, one of the or yeah, one of the horsemen if you will, because I think they constantly alluded to that.
0: We almost contain this, the villains. Huh? <laughs> we almost contain this vi- podcast, the villains. Oh, mean? no, we're just talking about Albedo. Yeah. Wait, so is Albedo human? No. He's a URTV. Yeah,
1: he's 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 a manufactured being as well. Anyways, um, so that's what makes Albedo a good villain. And who was the other one we were talking about? Oh, Razogul. Shoot. um, I think it's a Raish. A
0: Raishal.
1: Jesus, that's bad. Um, al Ghul makes a good villain because his motivations are that. Uh, he, actually, you can really compare his Ultron. motivations to to Ultron or, or to, Ultron, to Thanos. Uh, Thanos. Yeah. yeah, he actually has this idea that I have to kill these people because these people will otherwise destroy the Earth. Uh, these people will, you know, they're weak. They're weak. They're gonna. They're not the people. I they're believe in one. pure they're Darwinism mm-hmm. in that. Yep if I am the strong, then I have to purge the weak. Yep. And in doing so, he has obviously the wrong methods um, because you shouldn't just go around mass killing people.
0: Because society says that.
1: <laughs> so we should put a watch on you. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, but he, he goes about it doing the wrong way. But also the fact, the thing that makes him human is that it's not, not only does, like, it's it's not that he did, never loved, it's not, not that he... His motivations aren't like based off of, I lost somebody, therefore everybody has to Boy, die. I, well, you know? he's,
0: he's kind of like, um, he's a little bit like Albedo, too, because he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't die.
1: Yeah, because he used the Lazarus Pit.
0: But, but the Lazarus Pit also drives
1: him crazy. Every yeah. time you use the Lazarus Pit, it, 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 it plunges you deeper into insanity. Right, right. Um, so I do think some of the things he does is like extreme, probably because of that. But then I guess having his connection, having them have a daughter, so that means that he had loved somebody at one time. Um and then he having that two daughter, daughters and a son, I don't. Oh, he does have two daughters. That's funny. I don't remember the son though.
0: Nissa and I don't remember what the boy's name
1: is. Oh, I don't know the other one. Um, his grandchild too. Yeah, Damien. Um, but having all of that, like you kind of establish him as like a, a human being. But again, by having those motiv, ha- being a human being and having the motivations of actually wanted to quote unquote save society he's still good in that way but it makes him a really good opposition to batman who also takes extremes to save society or to save the yeah, people from so themselves
0: crazy how they do such a good job with his villains with batman's villains because mm-hmm. they're so much more complex than most oh yeah Rogue Gallery. so there's joker
1: there's mad hatter there's poison ivy I don't know who that little bug thing is. Um, Riddler, Two-Face, Penguin, and then Ra's in the back there, too. And
0: right in the middle, <laughs> Batman, his own villain.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Prowl the Dark Knight's Rogue Gallery,
0: if you dare. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's, it's Joker and, and Ra's al Ghul are, are probably my favorite ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: Well, this is another case of saying that let's wrap it up, and then I talk for another 20 minutes. Um...
0: Yeah. So so then we we just finish?
1: Yeah, we could just dip out right now. Okay, I'm not gonna done. do that.
0: We're um done. we're done. What? Let's just do it. We're done. No, okay, no. You wanna talk some more? I what do you got? Go
1: <laughs> well, I'm thinking that the next episode should be.
0: We already said. I know. So, so it has to be about that. So it's going to be Heather's gonna be so excited. Spiritual Even successors. though she hasn't heard any she's not gonna hear any of this because we 'cause we're gonna be like there's spoilers. Don't listen to any of this. And then she won't hear this part. But you
1: can listen to the last couple minutes. So, the next episode is going to be Spiritual Successors.
0: Sequels. Prequels. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be prequels, too. It's well, going it kind of makes sense. Like Prequels. It's going to be sequels. It's going to be Spiritual Successors. It's going to be origin stories. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. going to be... <laughs> It's
1: gonna be uh, um, side stories. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be DLCs. It's gonna be. I mean, we're gonna we we're, we're going all
0: in, man. Oh god, hold podcast on DLC. That sounds terrible.
1: Actually, I feel like that right. That there should be is our only ten minute thing.
0: That's our only paid podcast. <laughs>
1: wow. Hilarious. Wow. wow. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's what it's gonna be about all the other things kind of joking but i can still probably talk about those so they'll probably be brought up in short for sure
0: okay we'll talk about that stuff
1: i'll talk about this stuff you don't have to you can just be quiet i
0: don't want that i know i'd rather argue with you
1: i know because you're gonna be like oh dlc's are actually good no, well, I, I think mean. i think that the practice <laughs> of releasing content after the initial release of a product is, is quite
0: intuitive well i mean realistically They just, the way they do it, the execution of it is is bad. And we're out. (laughs) Bye.